welcome to the Podcock PCAST. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock joining me on the program. In the passenger seat, the co-pilot here, Mr. Bobby Russell. Uh, coming off uh, one of our favorite events, the Daytona 500. But what's up before we get into the show? Uh, not a whole lot. You said it right there. We're really hitting our stride when it comes to sporting events. And uh, I think that's going to lead into a great show for us. I hope so. Uh, yeah, man. I mean... With us being uh, gearheads on this show, like, you know, I think the, the end of football season at Super Bowl Sunday, a lot of people, you know, probably, you know, get a little break from the sports world, get a little bored. Um, you know, there's basketball and stuff going on. But, um, yeah, we roll right into the Daytona 500 and uh, Formula One is around the calendar. So that's going to be the topics on today's show. Bobby, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Gets it done in the 65th running of the Daytona 500. Um, just your general vibe of uh, Ricky winning the race. A couple takeaways. We'll go back and forth here. Um, and the longest double overtime 530-mile Daytona 500 of all time. Your thoughts, though? Yeah. Um, I, I thought the first 150 laps, it was probably one of the most boring races I've ever watched, um, coupled with the extremely long and poorly timed Fox commercial breaks um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and all the talking heads, they can mention all they want about advertising and you got to get it done. Um, I, part of me says, yeah, but another part's like, you know, listen, listen to what your viewers want. I mean, there's a ton of money coming into the sport. You can find ways around that, especially for the biggest event of the year. Um, but Ricky winning, um, I, I think we may have mentioned Ricky as a possible top 10 finisher in this race. He's a classically good restrictor plate racer. Um, his two wins prior were Daytona summer and a Talladega win. So yeah. he knows, knows how to get it done. Um, I think it was awesome. Um, you know, it's a one car, small owned team. Um, you know, they got the Kroger sponsorship and then they rotate almost every week. It feels like on the quarter panels on the side. Um, so it, it was awesome to see that. I, I think he's one of the most liked guys, um, in the paddock at NASCAR events, fan favorite. Um, and he, he, he survived and he, he found his way to the front and, and made it happen for himself. Um, he took advantage and made sure the strategy was right. Um, so I, I thought, you know, the overtime, the last seven, not the last 75, but the last 25, 50 laps um, was was really good entertainment for NASCAR. And I, I feel like it um, put on a show there and made up for the first three three hours of the, the race. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, and I'm sure you do, too, I, I get, like, why the guys were, like, patient. Um, you know, to, to win a 500-mile race, you got to be there at the end. Um, but kind of the two-car you know, side by side log jam for what seemed like the first, you know, thirty some laps to the first pit cycle broke all that up. Yeah, I could have, you know, I would have liked to seen some slicing and dicing going on. I have the same note too, dude. So many, too many commercials. Um, that Coke and I love Coke Zero. I think mm-hmm. it's a great soft drink. Uh, probably my favorite on the market, honestly. But uh, that I need to try it first commercial. That's that's nightmare fuel now. I've seen that commercial so many damn times. Um, you know, I've seen some people talking about, like, av- actually, average green flag laps. It was the same as it's been the last four years or five years or whatever. Dude, it felt so much worse this year. And, like, I understand front-loading the, the ads because it seems like they kind of did that. But you would think for the fucking Daytona 500, 
we would get to see the most green flag racing live on the screen. Um, you know, and, and you would think like Fox would put their foot in the ground and be like, all right, we're going to do side-by-side coverage for the whole damn race. And what, you know, the first caution, like right after the pit cycle, the first two non-stage cautions were caused by the field getting split up and, and blocks being thrown. And, you know, after the pit cycle, like, I think you got to stay with the coverage for like 10 laps, five laps after that green flag pit cycle. Don't you? Absolutely. Because it seems like that's when all the action happened. A um, couple more notes, and then we can move on. I thought the Fords were were almost as much of a shoe-in as you could get to, to win the race, especially the ROK duo, Brad Keselowski and Chris Buescher. I mean, those two were, were the two best cars, um, I thought. And the best car don't always win, so that happened. But I'm happy for Ricky, like you said. Single car team. We previewed the race last week and said, you know, Toyota, I don't know that, you know, that they're going to be down with, you know, the numbers and stuff like that. And honestly, a single car Chevrolet team uh, gets it done. And, you know, it, it just, you got to go with who you can at the end of these, these plate races. I guess that's, that's kind of what it amounts to. But um, happy for Brad Doherty, too. As a car owner, that's only their second cup win um, in the history of the team. I think they got four truck wins as a team and and two in cup. Um, I think Marcus Ambers won on a road course. Uh, him or Almondinger, I think, was the – maybe it was AJ. But it was a road course win. Uh, so first double win for JTD, JTG Doherty, easy for me to say. Um, but, yeah, Kyle Larson had a chance. My guy had a chance to win uh, the race late. Kind of made a bonehead move, but he's going for the win. I don't really blame him. Um, your guy, Bobby, well, I don't know if he's still your guy, but your guy's a, a half a lap away from finally getting it done uh, before that first caution uh, coming to the white. I mean, both the guys had chances, and uh, I guess we're happy, and congrats to Ricky. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick, Fontana, you got a pick. I got, I got, um, I got, I got two names in mind. Um, I've been flirting around with all week. I uh, got a ten dollar free bonus bet on the the barstool sports book. So I've been go. trying to figure out who to throw it on here. I'm. Uh, it's the two mile track. Last race of the two mile configuration for now, I believe, and until we actually see the track blown up. Um, I, a guy who's won here recently a couple times. Uh, real strong on this track, um, dating back to his days with Chip Ganassi. I like your guy, Kyle Larson. He's got him at plus 700. Um, that, that's a $70 net win there for me. So I, I think he's going to come out strong. He, he, Like you said, he was up front in the Daytona where he's never really been great. Um, and I, I think this is where he kind of like gets his groove back. Um, so I'm riding with Larson this week. I mean, I would be pleased with that. It's definitely one of his best tracks. Um you know, it, it's such a wide, big, two-mile wide racetrack. I mean, you could race seven, eight wide if you wanted to on this puppy out there in California. Um, I don't know. I, I get it. It's not going to be the same package, arrow and, and horsepower-wise, but it, it's a big track, long straightaways. I, I think the Ford just has the advantage in, in that department early in the year. And maybe that'll tell off fast. Maybe that'll be halfway through the year. Maybe that lasts the whole year. But I see 
Joey Logano with his new hair at plus 1,200 right now. So I'm going to take him. He's won at California before. Um, I believe he wrecked your guy, Kyle, a few years ago uh, to, to get a dub out there. But, you know, he had speed. Daytona won a duel, got second. Uh, the Fords clearly look like the best manufacturer. Um, kind of dating back to the playoffs a little bit last year. Obviously, he won the, cha- he won the championship. So I'll take Logano at, uh, at plus 1,200. And, uh, I, I mean, I'll be happy if I bet it and it hits, but I, I mean, I'm not a Joey guy. I don't think you are either. So anyway, um, <laughs> some things are best left unsaid, I guess is, is Bobby's approach night. Um, all right, let's get in this formula one. It's uh it's here pretty much. Uh, what we got winter testing tomorrow. Yeah. Starts tomorrow morning. Yeah. So, um, I mean, way back in the day, it used to be unlimited testing test in the season, Whenever your little heart desires. I think when me and you started getting into it, um, there was two weeks, four full days of, of testing. Uh, so eight total test days. Now in this new era of the cost cap and everything, they get three freaking days of testing. Uh, at least that's at the racetrack or at the circuit that the opener is going to be at in Bahrain. Um, Bahrain. But I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a decent time to get out – with this F1 preview. Um, so we're going to be speculating, obviously, a little bit with not seeing any lap times or, or lap counts with testing. But, again, I think testing, it's a little – you can't pull as much from it. I don't know if you feel the same way or not about it. but Yeah, and I think that's one of the major things this year is this is the first time these cars are on track for more than a 100 kilometers they get for filming days when the, the new car is out. Um, yeah. So – so you're going to see all the cars with the giant aero rakes on them, the flow V's paint, um, kind of give them that neon green tint. And then it's, it's in Bahrain. So your morning and your afternoon practice sessions, it's going to be completely obscure because you're going to be with a, a low grip, high temperature in the day, high mm-hmm. grip, low temperature at night. Um, and obviously the race there week one, it's, it's a nighttime race there. So it's a nice 8 a.m. breakfast race for us. Um, so I, it, it's exciting. It gets the it gets the oil flowing in my blood. Um, there you go. But uh, I'm just I can't I think with a grain of salt, like you said, like it's 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 for development and it's for entertainment, I think. All right. So the format, we're going to run through each team. Um, I'll give the odds for the team constructors championship. I'll give their driver lineup and those two drivers uh, world driver championship odds. Um, then we'll throw it back and forth. I'll, I'll start with you uh, with the first one. And we're going to rank the deliveries. I did mine on a grading scale. Uh, I didn't rank it one to 10. Um, I just, I gave letter grades for mine. And then at the end, we'll make one prediction about each team. Now to be transparent with everybody, most of mine are just where I think the each team's going to finish in the constructors. I might have a little something to say here or there. I don't know where Bobby's going with this, but let's start. And uh, the order, we're going to kind of do worse the first. Um, so I went with the, the biggest long shot odds and the driver or the constructors championship to the favorite. So we're going to start with poor Williams. They're plus 50,000 to win the Constructors' Championship. Their driver lineup is Alexander Albon. He's a plus 100,000 
to win the World Drivers Championship, and Logan Sargent coming over. The American, um, his first year in F1, um, he's also plus 100,000. Bobby, your thoughts on the team, your livery rankings, your predictions. Go ahead with Williams in 2023. Yeah, I, uh, I like you, I also went with the grading scale. I thought it was a little easier to give them a grade versus, you know, ranking each of them um, just because in so many aspects, they're all so similar um, in, in, this, in this era right now. Uh, but for, for Williams, uh, I think it's America's team now. Uh, we got an American over there. It's mm-hmm. uh, owned by a Dorton Capital, an American company. Um, you know, it's it's one of the oldest teams in Formula One, but that's America's team now, I think. Uh, I'm excited for Logan Sargent. I, I think he's going to come in and, and race pretty well. Um, I, I think he'll put up a much better fight against Albon than uh, Nicholas Latifi did last year. Um, <laughs> and like you said, they, uh, they're they the longest shot. Um, the, they're my, my, my biggest prediction for them, um, I, I think that they finish eighth or higher. Oh, um, all right. I, I, I think that they got a good thing going. Uh, they got um, an old new sponsor in uh, Golf Oil. Um, so kind of hoping to see a one-off livery. I was kind of hoping for more orange um, on their livery. Um, so that gives me a bring to their grade for them. Um, for the livery, I'm going to go with a B- minus on this. It's kind of a carbon copy, no pun intended, from last year. Um, lots, Like I said, lots of, lot of carbon fibers showing on all the liveries. Um, mm-hmm. the blue Williams, you know, it resonates. I mean, you think back to, you know, the nineties with Nigel Mansell and Damon Hill, the blue on those, um, vehicles there. So I, I like it, but it could have been better. So B minus is my grade for that one. Yeah. I gave it a B plus solely. I, I'm probably in the same ballpark as you. I wasn't blown away by it, but the Duracell battery on the air box, mm-hmm. that little detail. And I think it's going to stay there the whole year. Um, that, that bumped me up to a B-plus on the livery rankings. Um, I, I just think they remain bad, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them in the basement at 10th as a team. Um, I do feel some sympathy for Alex Albon. Um, you know, he he kind of got ran over a couple times uh, by Lewis a few years ago when he was in the, in the Red Bull, and, and, and it stopped him from having some real good podium-type finishes. And, uh, but, you know, he's the old head on this team now. Um, I think I think he could get a points or or a couple points finishing races. I don't think they're going to be you know zero points in the constructors championship. Uh, Sergeant, I don't know. I, I I root for him. You know he's an American. I've rooted for him in, in the in the Formula Three and Formula Two Junior Series, um, and and he showed some abilities there. But I think he's more of a, a you know, bringing the money to the team kind of driver. So I don't expect much out of him. Um, so that that's where I'm at with Williams. Uh, next in the pecking order, odds wise, uh, Alpha Tauri, they're plus 50,000 as well in the constructors championship. They got little Yuki Sonoda. He's plus 100,000 and they bring in Nick DeFries. Um, he's plus 100,000 as well for the driver's championship. I mean, Livery wise, dude, again, kind of like that navy and satin white, uh, like last year. I like the red accents here on this car, you know, kind of trimmed out in red around the fenders and, and some of the body work. Um, I gave this, I gave this an A minus. 
I, I like it. I mean, navy blue is kind of my favorite color. Um, I think they're going to be slightly improved from last year. They were kind of a disappointment last year. I'm going to peg them at eight in, in the constructors. That's that's my one prediction here. But uh, Alpha Towery, your thoughts in uh, ranking and prediction? Yeah, I, I I'm like you. I like the red. Uh, it kind of it's a little a little nod to the Toro Rosso days. Yeah, but it's a little too much red, and it's a little. It's just in weird places. It, it doesn't. I don't think it really fits. Like, um, obviously, the Orland coming over from Salber Alfa Romeo um, on, on the back wing, it just kind of looks out of place. Um, I, I, I like the halo with the red. Um, yeah, but but then the inner of the wheels and then on the front of the floor, um, it, it just kind of it just sticks out like a sore thumb. So I ended up giving this one a C. Um, I, I I think there's I think they should be. Like more more white should be on this one, kind of like their uh, 2020 livery when Gasly won um, at Monza. I, I think that was the best one they've had in the Alpha Tauri um, era. My prediction for this team, I got them finishing last in the constructors. Um, Yuki, it's his third year. He's gotten better, but to be looked upon as the number one driver, I don't see it from him. Um, still a little too amateur at times. Uh, and he makes some boneheaded mistakes in races that really affect him and others. Mm-hmm. Um, DeVries, he's a Formula E champion. He was a Formula 2 champion. Um, you know, he stood in for Williams. and He's been a super reserved the last couple of years for the Mercedes stable. But in this car, I, I just don't think he'll have the same feel. I don't think he'll be as comfortable as he was in the other vehicles. Um, and they're, you know, they didn't have a great year last year and they almost kind of just copy and pasted from last year, looking at some of the features on the, on the, on the car. So I, I'm, I'm not confident in Alpha Tauri. So I, I'm thinking that they fall back to the bottom this year and end up with the most, uh, wind title time in 24. Yeah. I think, uh, one last thing. I, I do think the freeze will outrun Yuki. I, mm-hmm. I think maybe you think that too. Yeah. Um, but that's not really saying much. Like, um, I think Yuki, he he scored points in his F1 debut. And, you know, he's, he's little and everybody thinks, you know, he's just a cute little bundle of joy maybe or whatever. But, yeah, he is – you mentioned it. He is kind of a bonehead. So, um, I mean, that's just the reality of it. Uh, moving on, we will go to Haas, America's F1 team. Um, they're plus 30,000. And the Constructors' Championship odds right now, their driver lineup is uh, Nico Hulkenberg coming back to Formula 1 and Kevin Magnussen uh, made in pole for Haas last year. He's back. Uh, both, both those guys plus 50000 to win the F1 Drivers' Championship here. Um, Bobby, I'll throw it to you with Haas, man. Uh, yeah. Liv- livery, driver lineup, prediction. What do you got, man? Uh, the first team to drop the drop the curtain on the liveries this year is our yeah. – our- Canapolis based Haas F1 money gram team. Um, you said it there, Nico coming in, getting his redemption here. Uh, I, I think he's going to score a lot of points this year in this car. Uh, the car was competitive to start 2022. Um, I think looking at the car, it looks like they've developed it a lot more. Obviously the money helps getting them up more towards the cost cap of development. The livery, I love the livery. I could have went for even more black instead of the white on this one. Um, so I give this one an A minus. I, I I think it's great. The logos look great. Um, they've added a few more recently. I think uh, Chipotle is like a now a sponsor of Haas. Um, so there's there's more coming in there. 
I got them finishing seventh this year in the constructors. Um, coming up from last year, I, I think they score a lot of points. I, I think Nico could sniff a podium this year. I think it'd be his first podium ever. Um, so I, I think that's that's very doable for Haas. Um, and they have such a strong driver lineup. You said it last year. K-Mag came back um, early in the season, fifth place finish in his first race. Uh, and he just continued to produce the rest of the year. So I'm excited for Haas. I'm excited for Gunther. Um, and I'm excited for Friday to watch him on TV too. Yeah. Yeah. I am fucking shout out to Gunther. Just throwing an F-bomb around there. Dude, I, I, I copy and paste everything you said. I have them seventh. I gave it an A minus. Love the fucking livery. One of my favorites uh, on the calendar. And I think like you mentioned it, like the couple of, uh, couple seasons that Haas has performed well. They've came out of the gate strong. And last year was kind of the first year where, like, they started to tail, and then they, they kind of picked it up back up at the, at the end of the year. And I think they can build off that. Um, and I love this driver lineup. I mean, you know, they had K-Mag and, and, and Grosjean, what, year two of Haas. And mm-hmm. I, I think this lineup's slightly better. I think Nico's a, an, an upgrade. Kevin's a little bit older and a better version of himself, but I just like the experience. No offense to Mick. Um, that's just a kind of a tough position to, to put him in there and um, sad to see him go. But I mean, I, I, I do. I like this team. I think they're going to be right in the fight in the mid in the midfield. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Great looking car like the two drivers. Um, obviously America team, um, an American team. I got a soft spot for that too. So uh, hopefully 2023 is a, is a nice, uh, you know, shining star type year in, uh, in Canapolis there for Haas. Uh, moving on, we go to another team at plus 30,000 in the Constructors Championship. That's Alfa Romeo. Um, I got the same driver lineup as I did last year. Guan Yu Zhou or Zhou Guan Yu. He shouldn't be able to. I don't understand the Chinese. But anyway, he, he's plus 100,000. And uh, the veteran, Valtteri Botas plus 50,000 here. Um, dude, I I don't know what it is. I love the livery, man. I gave it another A-. minus. I mean, I just I just like it. it. It looks clean. It looks fast. I don't think it's going to be fast, though. Um, I think Joe's a little bit overrated. Valtteri, I like him. Um, but I, I just think he's always been a number two. Somebody has to be next to last, and, and I put Alpha here. I put the ninth. Maybe I'm being harsh, but that's where I'm at. Uh, they take a step back uh, as my official prediction. Um, Alpha Romeo, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, this is another one. We're step for step. Ninth, A minus livery. Um, obviously, Valtteri's the, t- the, the team leader here. I think he's going to outscore Joe. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, I got him finishing ninth, but I could I could see them, you know, surviving the carnage like a like a Ricky Stenhouse and making their way to a fourth, fifth, maybe even of a podium finish for Valtteri. Um I I absolutely love the car. Um I would have brought the the red is kind of cut off at a weird point. Um coming back across like the engine cover. I would have brought it up a little further. I know obviously um saving the weight with you know not painting the carbon fiber but still um that was the only knock I had against it there. Um, and then I don't know if you've seen it yet today. Uh, Valtteri's test helmet is, uh, looks like his head with the mullet and the mustache on the front of the helmet. It's, it's incredible. Wait, really? 
Oh yeah, it's awesome. I love I'm, it. Keep talking. I'm looking this up. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm with you. They're they're finishing ninth for me for sure. Um, I I could see a couple of DNFs. They are powered by the Ferrari engine, so there is reliability concerns from last year. Supposedly supposed to be fixed. As a lifelong Ferrari fan, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and that goes for all the customer teams as well there. So I um, I'm excited for Alpha in their last year as a constructor. Um, possible in the last couple of years of Sauber before Audi takes over. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. <laughs> what a lid! <laughs> incredible! It's incredible. Uh, yeah, that, that's great. I I I mean, I do feel bad. I do like Valtteri, but I I mean, hopefully, I mean, if we're wrong, we're wrong. But that's just where we're at here. Um, we keep mowing through here. Next, Aston Martin. They're plus 15,000 to win the constructors. Uh, of course, uh, Lance Straw still in. Uh, his dad kind of runs this outfit, uh, the money behind it. But Lance is uh, plus 50,000. And one of the uh, all-timers in the sport, Fernando Alonso, coming over and taking that other seat. He's plus 25,000 here. Um, ask the Martin, man, what, what do you have for uh, in store for them in 2023? Yeah, um, Aston Martin, the the, the brand, um, you, you can never go against the brand. I mean, that green, the cars they produce, um, it's it's incredible. Uh, obviously, since taking over for Racing Point, formerly Force India, formerly Force Sahara, <laughs> however you want to call it, whatever you want to call them. Um, I don't think there's a team I dislike more than Aston Martin. Um, all around from ownership to driver pairing um, to the livery. Uh, livery, I'm. It's it's just kind of mid, honestly. I, I gave it a, a C minus. Um, I, I feel like they could do a lot more with that classic green collar. They just don't. Um, the sponsors on it are just kind of in a weird spot, and I, I I feel like it would look a lot better um, with more collar on the sponsor stickers than just regular white like that. I think it would pop a lot more. Um, I got them finishing sixth. I think they're the the worst of the midfield. Um, I, I just don't see it with them. The performance wasn't there last year. Uh, Stroll obviously going to be missing testing, so that's going to be setting him on the back foot to begin the year. Um, and then Fernando, he's got he's got the fire in him still, but I just don't think he has the, the killer instinct like he used to have. Um, so I, I just don't see it from them. Obviously, they'll finish ahead of uh, the, the back markers there just because of performance from the engine, basically. Um, and qualifying, once you get in front of a car, you kind of stay there sometimes. Uh, so I, I, I'm down on Aston Martin. Uh, I'm, I'm not really excited about them for anything this year. Me, we actually differ here, man. I, I love Aston Martin this year. Livery, I gave it a B minus. I think that British race in green, it's, it's just kind of, that's kind of the baseline for me. Uh, didn't blow me away, but I think a B minus, uh, with their livery is where it's at. I actually had them fourth in the constructors, man. I think if you, like Lance is all right. Like he's not great. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Austin Dillon. If you're making a NASCAR comparison <laughs> where like he probably got handed it because of who he is or who he knows or who he's related to. But like the guys, he, he has, he's got a couple podiums and stuff like that. So he clearly has some ability. And I just look at how good Alpine was last year um, and how, how well they ran. Um, for a majority of the year, and I think a lot of that has to do with Fernando, his knowledge, 
his experience, his, uh, you know, if, if they listen to him, if Lance's dad tells the team, hey, we're listening to Fernando to help develop this car, anything Fernando wants, we're going to give it to him if we can. I think he's going to get this car up there. Um, I could see Fernando podium, uh, multiple podiums, maybe Lance one, so multiple podiums for for Aston Martin across the board. I, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, of course, you know, Mercedes power plant uh, under the bonnet. So, I mean, was it great last year? No, but I mean, um, I, I still think they're in a good position. So, yeah, I, I'm drinking the Aston Martin Kool-Aid here. Um, we move on, though, to another, you know, brand. Uh, McLaren. McLaren's plus 8,000. Uh, Landon Norris still in the fold at McLaren. And then they bring in o- Oscar Piastri. Uh, Lando plus 10,000 to win the driver championship Piastri plus 50,000. Um, I don't know, man. I was so high on McLaren last year and they, they kind of shit themselves and I don't know. I am just a little down on them. I think Piastri's good. Um, out of all the rookie runners, I think if you look at his seat in comparison to everybody else, who's a rookie. You know, he'll probably be the top performing rookie, but I got McLaren sixth. Um, I think maybe Lando could compete for a win or two, but I don't think he he pops that cherry. Livery wise, I gave it a B plus. I mean, it, it's that papaya. It's a nice collar. Uh, the the blue accents like they've done the last couple of years is nice. Uh, but again, nothing crazy. Um, and kind of the weird design uh, on a couple angles I've seen too. Uh, of the livery, but yeah, I'm kind of lukewarm on McLaren. Bobby, where are you at with uh, the papaya team? Yeah, you, you mentioned it there. They're just kind of they're just kind of there. It feels like um, the the livery. I, I, I'm at a C. Um, I, I think I'm only at a C because of the Google Chrome wheel covers. Um, I think that's yeah. my my favorite part of this car. And I, I think it's it's part of my graded on every single one of these. Like. I know that they're saving weight, but the carbon is just so, uh, unless you have black, like in your color, it doesn't work. I, I mean, if they went just straight orange and black with just a black carbon, I think that would look so much better. Kind of like, uh, like Pato awards, uh, McLaren and IndyCar a couple years ago where it was just black and orange. It was, it was mean and it looked great. Um, the blue, if you're going to use the blue, you got to use more than what they did. It's just not enough blue. For uh, Lando, obviously the only driver outside of the big three to podium last year, and that was by by luck. Honestly, if, if Charles doesn't bend it at Imola, then there's no team outside of Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes podium last year. Um, so that's that's kind of where they're at. Um, you said Oscar Piastri. Um, I, he's he's a good driver. Um, I think he'll be a step up from Daniel, especially in this car. Um, I, I just don't think the, the car suited Daniel the last two years, even with the win. Um, so I, I think it just didn't fit his driving style. Um, obviously, it was like his second or third different um, engine in like four years, um, going from Red Bull, Renault, straight to Renault, then to McLaren, and then McLaren, Mercedes. So it was, it was tough for him. And Lando's obviously a great driver. I think he's part of that. Um, Charles, George, Max. I think he's part of that. I think he's going to fight for wins here in the next couple of years. Uh, I think he kind of solidifies himself as the fourth guy in that quartet there. 
um, with that being said, I think they're fifth again this year for my prediction. Um, maybe a few podiums for Lando, like you said. Um, I could see Oscar scoring points in his first race. But outside of that, I don't see much noise coming from the papaya. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss Danny Rick. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but you're right. I, I think this team, uh, last point I'll make on McLaren. Yeah, I, I think this team has kind of geared their car towards Lando and his prospects, and probably rightfully so. I agree with you, man. Mm-hmm. Out, of, out of the young core, he's definitely in that conversation. Hasn't punched through quite like the others yet, but, uh, I mean, he's he's still a, a young pup, so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens down the road. Uh, we move on to Alpine. Um, plus 8,000 to win the Constructors. Pierre Gasly comes over. He's plus 30,000 uh, in the World Drivers. Odds and Esteban Ocon, plus 15,000 here. Uh, Bobby, the French team, uh, the artist formerly known as Renault. Alpine, your thoughts on them? Yeah, um, I'll start off with my uh, my livery grade on this one. I give this one a D. Um, <laughs> I, I, I used to be a substitute in some elementary schools and in an art class one time. This looks like something an elementary kid would draw up. Like The blue and the pink, um, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, the first three races, they are running the all-pink BWT livery like they used to at Racing Point. That should be it. I, mean, I like that, yeah. That is nice. That is sleek. It's a different color than the rest of the uh, the field. Um, it stands out. Obviously, it plays with the sponsor, and you still get the blue for the Alpine brand. Um, so th- they should go with that permanently. I, I it's just not a good look. Driver pairing. I love this driver pairing. I think Gasly is one of the, one of the best experienced guys on, on the grid. Um, got the one win under his belt, a couple of podiums. Um, Esteban, same thing. One win, a couple of podiums. Um, both great drivers, both rep the French brand. Um, so I got them finishing fourth, best of the rest this year. Um, I believe that is what they were last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see them fighting for podiums. Uh, I, I think they can compete with Mercedes. Um, some of the stuff I've read on Twitter, the, they've fixed some reliability issues that plagued them last year. Uh, sounds like the water pump. Um, so that's, I, I, I think they're going to be good if they can qualify well, if they can figure it out on Saturday, uh, sometimes Fridays. I, I think they can compete for podiums, if not a win or two this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I wrote in my little prediction here, I have them fifth. Uh, I think the reason I gave Aston Martin the leg up is just because Fernando. Uh, but I said both both guys could podium this year. Um, yeah, I, I and I'll work backwards here. Gasly, I think we thought last year he was maybe a, a candidate to, to kind of have, you know, build off that win the year before. Be a, At least I thought so. Kind of be like a prime breakout candidate to, you know, maybe compete for sixth or fifth or, or you know, week in, week out and, and be, you know, the, the best of the rest, you know, next in line, like seventh place, eighth place mm-hmm. guy in the point standing. And, and you know, Alpha Tauri didn't really give him the car, and I, I think he kind of got in his own head a little bit. So coming back home to a French team, he has a French teammate. It's a, it's an all-French thing here with Alpine. I like the vibe, uh, but I'm with you. Livery-wise, I'm more generous than you. I give it a C-minus, though. I mean, not not by much. Um I'm with you. Either go with the all pink uh, BWT or just use the French flag. Like, I always thought those alpha or um, um, the, the 
Toro Rosso. Like that that kind of royal blue with the with the bright red, like the that look. You know, I get it. The French flag's a little bit darker shade of blue, but just go with the French flag or go with the the all pink. Like this kind of in between stuff. It's gross. It's just this. So, um, I guess we've we've put that car in the grave already <laughs> enough, but uh, it needs to be said. And I'm glad you and I are both man enough to to rip on the French. I guess. Anyway, uh, we move to the Italians next, Bobby. Your team, Ferrari, plus 500 here to win the Constructors. Uh, their driver pairing, of course, Carlos Sainz. He's plus 2,200. And Charles Leclerc, 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 however you say it. He's uh, plus 650 to win the F1 championship. Um, I'll, I'll say my piece, and then since it's your team, I'll, I'll get out of the way. Um, livery, it's a big plus. I mean, it's hard to fuck up Ferrari Racing Red. Uh, that's kind of the baseline. So I I wasn't harsh with it. Just kind of gave him their just due uh, prediction. I got him third in the constructors. I think Charles can win, uh, obviously. I think he can win multiple uh, GPs. I think Carlos competes, has podiums. I think it's, it's, they're going to be competitive always uh, or like always. But that, that's where I'm at. Uh, the prancing horse is yours, Bobby. Your thoughts on Ferrari? Yeah, obviously, this is a unbiased uh, situation here. Well, um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, the livery for me, it's an A. It's much better than last year. The red, it's a slightly different shade of red. Um, it, 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 it's, it's mean. It pops. Um, the having Ferrari on on the back wing, um, they ran that special. Uh, at Monza last year with the all yellow livery, um, and that's back. That's that's beautiful. It, it's what Ferrari's all about. The car has evolved from last year. Obviously, the second best car, best car starting out the year, and then they just kind of faded, especially after the French GP. Um, but it looks like some innovations on this one have. Um, we'll, we'll see tomorrow what what they do. Um, kind of get some ideas from those from the technical guys on Twitter. But I I, I think it's going to improve. Um, the talk out of the camp, um, Fred Vassar coming over from Alfa Romeo. That's a, uh, that's a sneaky move. Yeah. Yeah. So getting the, the little Frenchman in there um, who's worked both previously with Carlos and Charles. Um, so he knows how to do that. And he plays the politics game well. And you got to do that in Italy. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, reliability fixes. That, that's got to be there. Um, if, if that happens, if they can, you know, stick to the allotment of four engines a year um, and have no issues. And if strategy gets fixed, I, I don't see why this team can't win the, the double this year. Um, I, I'm very high on them. I'm higher on them this year than I was last year um, going into the year. Obviously, Charles is my guy. Um, so I, I got him winning the world t- title this year. Um, I, I think oh. he has the car. Um, I think he has the backing. And, you know, I think it's going to go a long way. Um, for him this year to win that, I, I, Carlos kind of faded last year. He started out strong, you know, a couple one twos, a couple podiums, and then he just faded out right around Austria when his car caught on fire. Um, so that was kind of the down for him there. But I, I think this is the second strongest pairing um, in the in the in the paddock here, and very excited. And delivery, it's an A. Um, I mean, you, you can't fuck up Ferrari, like you said. It's red, it's it's mean, and it's going to be fast on track come next week. Yeah, I, I'm i just kind of in a, a wait-and-see approach with them. 
Uh, I love your excitement, though. And, I mean, you were – or they were – Pace wise, first part of the year last year, they were they were the better car, uh, no doubt about that. Can they yeah. string that? Can they string that together for twenty two or whatever it is consecutive rounds, uh, or the majority of those? I, I guess we'll see. But I mean, um, I I think I think this year, I guess before we get the Mercedes and Red Bull, I I, I don't think Ferrari's a shoe in to be third place where I picked them. I think the top three are going to be the top three again, obviously, but I think I think it's it's going to be tighter this year. I just think you give these teams. I know there's a cost cap, but you give these three teams um, or all the teams, you give them a second year with these regulations. They're going to find some stuff. They're going to improve some stuff. I think that's going to tighten the field up. Anyway, um, well, uh, yeah. If you have anything to add to that before we get to Merck here, no. I was just going to say, you know, being a Ferrari fan. It, it it's it runs parallel to how I assume Browns fans feel. It's before the season; your hopes are high. You think it's your year, and then the season starts, and then it goes downhill from there. So, for all <laughs> our our Browns fans listening who aren't gearheads, there's there's your synopsis. You can relate. <laughs> Mercedes uh, awkward transition. Uh, Mercedes Benz plus one thirty eight. Uh, currently in the constructors championship odds. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. The goat, he's plus two eighty. George Russell's seven to one plus seven hundred. Um, Bobby, I'll give you this one first since uh, you got the Ferrari second here. Mercedes Benz, where you at? They get they get in second, they get in third. Thoughts on the livery, all that. Yeah, the livery, it's perfect. It's an A, and I, I've talked about it with other teams with the carbon fiber, back in black, and it, it's it's perfect. I, um. It, it, it's a, a mean looking car. It's going to be fast. So I'm excited to see that one track, especially under the lights. I think it'll really shine under the lights. Um, you said it, Lewis, the greatest driver of all time in formula one. Um, he's getting this year. I think, I, I think they've got some issues fixed that they had previously. Um, and George is going to win a couple this year as well. He, he was strong all last year. Um, he got the lone win for the silver arrows last year. So I, I think they're going to be in contention. I got them finishing second in the constructors. Um, I got George finishing second in the drivers. Um, oh. I, I, like I said, I, I I'm high on him. Oh, um, he, he, it is cousin George too for you. He, so. Yeah. Yeah. So there's family stakes that, um, that stakes <laughs> here. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, he's going to win a few more races this year and he's going to be on a podium or near the top every single race, as long as, no reliability issues, no, you know, no wheels getting stuck like Venturi did a month years ago. Um, just things like that. So um, I'm very high on them. Um, obviously, they lost key guys. James Viles went over to Williams. So that's a big loss for them strategy-wise. But the engineers and the guys they have at the factories, they're incredible. and They do incredible work. So Mercedes is going to be back even more this year. I have Mercedes-Benz bounce back. I think they win the constructors. I think Lewis gets gets number eight. I think George finishes third in the points. And I mean their delivery. It's a chef kiss. It's 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 perfect. Like and I kinda like the, the silver arrows moniker, like the silver Mercedes racing car, uh paying homage. But man, once they went to that black in twenty twenty one. Um, them going them going back to the silver airs last year. I liked it, but coming back back to the black, uh, it's a great looking piece. But yeah, 
I, I, you know, they, they kind of took, I mean, they didn't finish there, but they were the second best car in the latter part of the season last year. Consistently. Um, Lewis was more punchy. We saw George get that maiden win. I mean, he won the sprint and the GP in Brazil. Um, out of nowhere, kind of, really. And I just think they ride that momentum. I think they realize some of the mistakes they made, uh, some of the gambles they, they made with the, with the car last year. You know, they were the, the only team really with the skinny su- the side pods. Uh, literally, it looked yeah. like the car didn't have a side <clears throat> pod on it. And I think a lot of us, I mean, I did. I thought, like, oh, here we go, Mercedes. They, they found it again. And uh, last year it didn't work. I mean, all the cars bounced. The porpoising, Mercedes looked like it was it was a motherfucker to drive for most of the year, but they they started even getting it evened out a little bit, ironed out. Um, but I'm with you, man. That that organization, they're not going to be down for long, and I think they bounce back and they get back to their their glory. I really do. Um, and I could see Lewis kind of riding off into the sunset if my predictions come true. Um, I mean, what hasn't he done? Um, uh, he set the bar rewrote the record book but um yeah i think i think it's going to be an interesting battle there uh between those two drivers too within the team and uh lastly that will leave us to red bull the defending constructor series champs you got to lay minus 110 on them uh in the betting market uh, max Verstappen, the two-time defending with an asterisk uh, last year was a clean championship but anyway he's minus 130 uh checo sergio perez plus 5000 there uh, his co-pilot there, obviously a good driver lineup. Bobby, I gave I gave their livery a B minus, and I probably should have gave it a C. I mean, it's Red Bull. I get it; they're gonna go with those collars, but it's just kind of the same old, same old. Um, I have them second in the constructors. I think both drivers, obviously, Max is gonna win multiple GPs, but I think both drivers can get at least one win this year. I think Sergio can knock another win under his belt. Uh, especially his ability to to manage a race and manage tires, uh, but I, I I don't know. I just think those top three, it's going to be more of a struggle this year um, for Red Bull. Um, I don't think we're going to get Max winning ten races in a row this year. Um, I don't think they're going to be as dominant. They're still going to be damn good, obviously, uh, but that, that's just kind of the way I'm feeling. Uh, so close us out here, um, Red Bull 2023. Yeah, obviously a pretty strong pairing here. Um, you know, I got them finishing third this year. Um, I, I, I got my guys in red winning the, winning the double. Um, I got Mercedes second, and I got Red Bull finishing third constructors. I got Max finishing third in the drivers, uh, back where he belongs. Um, you know, he finished there a number of years behind Lewis and Valtteri. Um, I, he's going he's gonna to win. Um, he's such a strong driver, such a smart driver. And we mentioned this last year. He doesn't drive with that, um, like – last gasp attitude anymore he he controls the race he controls the tires um and he manages everything very well so he's going to win some races um i just think the rest of the fields want to catch up to them one prediction i have for this year i don't think sergio perez races every single race this year i i think um you know either he you know gets uh sick again or just gets demoted i i think um you know i I can sense that Red Bull is Max's team. Um, and if Max is unhappy with Sergio, they'll do what they will to make Max happy. Um, and if that means demoting Sergio and bringing up a junior like Liam Lawson to race a race or two, 
Um, I, I think we could see that happen. So I, I don't think Sergio races every single race this year, um, even though he, he is strong, um, but one of the guys I dislike the most. So last thing I got on him, livery. They talked all offseason. It's a blank slate. What can we see? And they come back with the same exact carbon copy as last year. Uh, it's the last, you know, seven, eight, nine years. It's it's boring. It's overplayed. Do something different. You have 20 different flavors of Red Bull. Make it look like a Red Bull can or a different color. Or even like the white Honda uh, Japan tribute livery they ran. That, that was beautiful. Um, so it, it, it's really, it's just a waste of time for them to do livery reveals for red bull anymore it's just like roll it out okay yeah we get it we'll see it in in the in, in the spring yeah i agree um one question about red bull and then um uh, we kind of gave the predictions already but we'll we'll lock them in um the ford ford coming to join them uh in the future did you have any i mean i'm not a huge ford guy but uh cool to see them try to get back on the sport um with red bull um i don't know i just thought it was interesting that's all you have any thoughts on that yeah i'm about to sell my ford now i can't be associated <laughs> with red bull no it, it, I, I think it's awesome um obviously you can't deny that drive to survive and the american influence it's it's spilling over the money is overflowing we've got three races this year um and it's it, it's it's pretty cool to see. You know, Ford was there in the 80s and 90s, um, some really good cars. So I'm excited. Hopefully they can get back into that engine space at least um, and uh, have that badge, that the, the blue oval on the, the front of some cars. Yeah, man. Um, hell, you can, even the 70s with the with Tyrrell, the late, mid-late 70s Ford was uh, powering them uh, back then. So, yeah, it's cool to see them come full circle back in the sport again. Not a Ford hater, not a Ford guy, uh, personally, but um, you know, cool to just see, uh, you know, American brands, uh, getting on that global uh, stage in that global market with the global sport. And I agree with you. The drive to survive boom is uh, it's crazy um, here here in the in the states. Um, okay, I, I think I know your answer. One question. I mean, you could you could say a traditional one. I'm not trying to lean either way, but I, I wrote down. I wanted to ask you, um, Grand Prix, you're most anticipating or most excited for in 2023. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you said, I could go a number of ways with this one. Traditional, obviously, the one that really kind of speaks to us is the triple header day on Memorial Day weekend. Um, Monaco, Indy, Coke 600. That's always a classic. Yeah, um, but the one I'm excited for the most this year, um, you know, we saw this track in I think 2020 or 2021. Um, is Qatar? Um, you know, it's the the Moto GP track. Um, kind of an interesting layout. Um, a lot of right hand turns on this one. Um, I think it goes counterclockwise too. Um, you know, there's been one race there. Lewis won. Um, Fernando, that was his last podium. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see because, it, like I said, it is a MotoGP track, so it doesn't really fit the flow of a Formula One track. So it, it, it takes a different skill to get around there, and I, I think it'll be very interesting to see how that one plays out. I'm going to take uh, – well, I think I'm right. Vegas is this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take Vegas. Now, do I think it's going to be a great race? No. 
I, I mean, I'd be stunned if it was. But, like, Miami wasn't a great race last year. It had some moments. Um, you know, just wasn't a great layout. I, I, I think Vegas is going to be the same way, but I just think the, you know, Vegas could have, like, a, a Monaco-type vibe where it's more about, like, the, the pre-race production, the celebrities, the views, uh, the social media. Just, And I get that's probably not great uh, as a race fan to say, but I just think the whole spectacle of that event. Um, and, again, I said it last week when we were previewing NASCAR, um, the Chicago street race. I'm all for these these organizations, these racing series, trying new things. Um, now don't get stuck doing it 10 straight years. If it's a complete flop, uh, try something else. But I, that, that's to me, I'm most intrigued about that and most excited about that. Um, from a pure racing point of view, dude, I feel like, I feel like Monza kind of usually delivers a damn good race. Um, I like Austria a lot too. So those are just a couple of my favorite hungry always looks like it would be a, a cool one to go to. Uh, cool layout too. So just some of my favorites, I guess. Um, Bobby, I got Lewis Hamilton winning the, the world championship. I'm not changing that. And I got Mercedes Benz winning the constructors. Um, you've had a little time to change your mind. I don't think you're going to, but uh, give me, give me your world drivers championship on the record and your constructors champion. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm going for the Prince from Monaco that was promised. Um, Charles Leclerc, uh, he's my world driver's champion. Um, signs another massive extension with Ferrari uh, and keeps him there through 2030. I'm here for it. And then the Scuderia is taking home the Constructors again this year. It's coming back to Italy where it belongs. Um, and we're going to hear that Italian national anthem more times than you'll care for this year. Honestly, I it's weird. I am... Uh... I'm just kind of, I, I mean, Max, Max is great. I'm not a Max fan, but he's great. I respect Checo, but I'm just kind of, <laughs> I, I should be over the Mercedes Benz team because they just went on a, what, a seven, eight year, year of years straight of, of just terrorizing the sport, dominating it. I'm so over Red Bull right now. Um, so I hope one of us is right, I guess, ultimately is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Or, or if McLaren punches above their weight or Alpine or anybody, like I just want, I want, I want competition. Um, and Red Bull just annoys me. It just, sorry, it does. I don't know if you have anything to add or not. <laughs> no, I, I could not have said it better. I'm just over Red Bull. I refuse to spend any money on their energy drinks just so I'm not supporting their brand. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a hard line to say. I'm a hypocrite. I'll still grab a bull every once in a while, but uh, I hate their team. Anyway, that's it. That's the Formula One preview. We're gonna we're gonna gather some testing data and uh, be on the lookout for that. Bobby, I might give you a week off next week. Uh, maybe me and my guy Westside Tommy coming in, maybe to talk UFC 285, which is next Saturday, a big card. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll do a quick. Uh, I don't know. Bahrain Grand Prix. If not, we'll we'll, we'll talk down the road and, and talk more NASCAR and F1. March Madness is around the corner, so Bobby ain't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, but uh, rate, review, subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Podcast PCAST. Available on all major and minor podcasting platforms for your listening perusal and amusement. 
And I will throw it to Bobby Russell. Any famous last words, dude? It's lights out and away the podcast goes.